Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Berry, joined by the one, the only, Mr. Darren Strasberry Jr. Darren, I had a good weekend because it was train weekend. Our autumn college train ran through West Virginia, caught it all four days. Video should be out. Mm, Going to try to do it mostly tomorrow. So then I have a then I have a middle school game on Thursday. So I can't. And then I got a I, Saturday because I have a middle school game on Thursday and then a high school game on Friday. So I can't <laughs> I can't release it when I can't be like there to promote it. So Saturday. Anyway, I had a good weekend until my football teams played. So uh, we have two uh, depressing losses to talk about. So um, I'm going to ask you a question. I want, I don't want you to answer honestly. Are you ready? I'm not ready, Mr. Krabs. Okay, good. <sighs> let's start in <laughs> Let's start in Lubbock. And I said this. I said I said this last week. And I'll say it again this week. Weird shit happens when West Virginia goes to Lubbock. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's bad officiating, as was evidence in that game. Or and his this is when I told you West Virginia was screwed. It wasn't that the offense was anemic and the defense couldn't stop anyone first half. It was they had a Texas a kid from Lubbock, Texas, starting in his second career game against West Virginia. Like that, those two facts told me West Virginia was screwed in this game. Mm-hmm. As it always happens down there, right? Every time we go down there, it's a new quarterback making his first, second start, and he's always from there. Why can't yep. we get an established quarterback from California? That's yeah. all I ask. That's all, all, all we need. That's all we want. All, all we want. I mean, that and a, a coach who hasn't lost four times in a row in his four years uh, to the same team. But uh, that was notwithstanding. Uh, <laughs> where where do you even begin with that game? I, I just wh- where there was absolutely nothing redeemable about that game. Nothing. Nothing stood out to me of, hey, at least this happened. At least someone but, tried. At let, le- let, let me get that. Let me, let me correct you there. Here's the yeah. one thing. At least we got it out of the way. Yeah. That's the okay. redeemable part. Fail. Uh, cannot disagree there. Um, I mean, we, we knew from the start this was not going to be pretty. I just, we just knew it wasn't going to be pretty. It's, it's, it never is. Um, and again, I'm still disappointed. I, I came in expecting very little, and I'm still disappointed. And I'm just tired of it. It is so exhausting. So exhausting. Uh, I I think it was... I think it was... I think I was done even trying to pay attention to this game when... By the time it was 17-3. By the time it got there, I just knew nothing was happening. I think Daniels had already thrown a pick by that point. I, I'm, I'm almost positive. I think so, yeah. Um, it was just stupid penalties. There was a fumble, I think, already. Like They had already turned it over to, to, uh, twice, I think, by the second quarter. Um, and I'm. it was just ridiculous. Um, let's see. Yeah. By the, let's see. By the end of, there was an interception to, okay. So there was just an interception, but it was just punt, punt, punt. Uh, but there was an interception at the end that at, when it was 17, three, and then he threw the interception. That's when I was done with the game. I didn't even need, I didn't even need to come back to it. I knew it was doomed because 
Uh, and that was confirmed as soon as I, uh, I think I didn't turn it off yet. I think I went off to do something else, but the TV was still on and, and Liz wasn't paying attention to, to turn it off because she was, she didn't care. Um, and for her. actually was, yeah. And then, um, and then I hear another interception. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So I already knew it was over and I was already checked out by that point. But then I heard another interception to start the half. And I'm just, I was just, that's, that's when I made the conscious effort to turn the TV off or switch to something else or go play games, whatever I was doing that day. Uh, Nothing, not a single person wanted to be there. I, I genuinely under the belief that the entire team, the the coaching staff, everyone is just checked out. They're as done with it as we are watching it. They shouldn't be, but they are. It's only they're only like what three and four, three and five. Let's see, three and four, three and four. Like, if you play up to what you are capable of, this season is not lost in terms of getting to a bowl game. Uh-huh. But. They're not gonna. I see no evidence to suggest they're going to do that. None. I mean, the fact that they're not rock bottom in the conference, they're still Iowa State is still winless in the conference, which surprises me honestly. Well, um, they 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 lost a lot. They lost Purdue. They lost Bruce Hall. That's it's a rebuilding mm-hmm. year up there. But and and even with that, they're still going to beat us. Uh that's just the last time you declared a statement it didn't work out for you, you might want to stop doing that. <laughs> we'll get to that later on, but stop uh, making declarative statements. You know, it, it, at least if I get this one wrong, I'm happy. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, literally, every, every possible thing that could have gone wrong did go wrong, and they made sure of it. The About the only thing that didn't go wrong was I think a, spe- a special teams play didn't go wrong, and they damn near tried their hardest to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, three interceptions, a fumble, they were literally outproduced in uh, twofold in yardage, nearly in first downs, uh, just absolutely did not care. Uh... And that's inexcusable. There is there are no words you can say to make it right. There there's there's nothing. There's nothing you as a coach can do to make that right after failing that horribly. Can't say a dang thing. If nothing else, this is a forever stain. If nothing else was at this point, and I'm saying not saying that there wasn't other things, this is the forever the stain. There's no recovering from this. Well, let's talk about this. I'm ready to be to rub salt in that wound. Yeah, go ahead. This is Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire's first season on the job. He's already beaten Texas and absolutely smashed West Virginia. In the same, t- and they hired their head coach before this. In the same cycle, Neil Brown was hired. Texas Tech, a program that is about on the same level as West Virginia in terms of expectations every year, actually probably a little bit below. Fired their head coach last year, midseason, and they got Joey McGuire, and look at what he's done now. 
Texas Tech and a first year head coach is a but is ahead of West Virginia with a fourth year head coach. Mm-hmm. Inexcusable. Absolutely. Just there are no there's nothing good about that. Now let's talk about the head coach. Because you and I have said it on record, we believe this time in Morgan Sound should be done. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting this this game to have changed your opinion on this. If not, it's it, it, certainly not for the better. But I'm interested to see if there was one thing you showed me earlier today, in which Neil Brown effectively kind of well lied. Mm-hmm. I just like what? How does that impact how you viewed this man? It, and and I, I, I beg if you not took the filter off, please play nice. <laughs> if there was any if there was anything that was gonna save his his standing, anything, it, it's out the window. The window I, I'm staring right at my open window right here, letting some cool air in, and if it was any taller to just end it all, I'd I'd push that metaphorical thing out there and end it. Take the code, take the coaching job, push it out the window. It's dead. Um, because so to, re- to 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 properly reference what's uh, what's being discussed. The now this comes from the the Twitter or the website and also Twitter uh, account of the Smoking Musket, which is known to throw around some bull crap every now and then, kind of talk out their ass sometimes. Um, Don't other things like that. Do that though. Uh, yeah. But even then, even those West Virginia fans look at these guys and go, what the hell are you saying sometimes? However, that doesn't mean they don't make good points every now and then. Um, One of them being a a few comments uh, on, I guess, his uh, the weekly things he does down in town. Um, No, it's his press conference today. Yeah. Oh, it was a press conference because I know he does some things in uh, in one of the sports bars in town. It's Kegler's and it's Thursday nights. That's right. So it's okay. his press so conference. The, so the press conference, he um, basically, well, he, he quoted, said that we didn't have problems lining up on defense. Um, and everyone who has eyeballs knows that's absolute bullshit. Uh, he might as well just take in the cow and shove it, shoved it right in our face. For a fresh one, he might as well have, because not one point in that game before I stopped watching did I think that defense knew what they would what, what their roles were, and the specific one referenced here was that there was one play where one cornerback was lined up against two receivers, and they gave a, him, and they gave him twenty yards on a fourth yeah. and two, yeah, and the closest safety was twenty yards, and it was fourth and two. You there were. You cannot tell me at all that that was a designed play or a conscious choice that you as a coach had made or your defensive coordinator, whatever it was, had made. Literally no one does. And if you made that decision, you should immediately be fired yesterday. (laughs) Let's also talk about the the fact that, speaking of fourth and two, 
you should have spoken me during the game. It says, finding out West Virginia was not prepared for West Virginia Texas Tech going forward on fourth down the time when their entire brand is going forward on fourth down on the time. Mm-hmm. They looked unbe- They looked like they were like what no. they're going for. What the hell? They they would there was nothing like it. By the time I stopped watching it, Texas Tech had converted more fourth downs than West Virginia had first downs. It, but let, let's spell it out. Inexcusable. You know the game plan. You know every single thing that this team was weak against and what their what their do that tendencies though? were. They should have. That's that's the thing. Everyone else knew, and they should have. Like, and here's the thing. I I told my dad this. We we're talking about this last week. How Texas Tech ran more, more plays to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because they went fast. They go for it on every down, on every drive. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's just. It's simple math. It's okay if I have four plays and they have three. I will run more. Now, yeah, they go fast, but you know they're going for it on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Don't expect a, a three and out. That doesn't exist in a Texas Tech game. Exactly. It, the thing that that made me angry the most was that we knew. Everyone else knew. The analysts knew, the my dog back home knew that Texas Tech was vulnerable to the run. They had some weaknesses there. And what do they go out doing? They go out throwing it three or four or five times in a row. I maybe one rush. And did not establish that. They did I, not even attempt to the, poke at it to the, see where the holes were. The first play of the game offensively was a, was a pass. Mm-hmm. That, I, I'm sorry, but no. In general, I don't even like I don't even like dropping back pass on the first on the first play. Even if the team is good against the run, I still don't like it. I'd rather I'd rather run the ball first off anyway. But even mm-hmm. then, like you know, that's the one weakness. Attack the weakness of the team. And if for no other reason than to keep their offense off the damn field. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to go for it anyway. It's not like you're going to put them in a spot where, oh my God, they have to go for it. At the at least give them some pressure. Exactly. Like, their it, offense could do whatever they wanted, however they wanted, at what speed they wanted. They could do anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it just come out, run the ball, make them choke on the football. It, and, exactly. And keep, and keep your offense on the field. Don't make your defense get worn out. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. Defensive guys were out there sucking wind. Mm-hmm. And, I'm and sorry, here, but you can't do anything. Like, tell me, it's hard to do something when you right when you're out there sucking wind. Absolutely, I'll give them that all the time. Like this, it, if you ever want to see a badly coached game or an ill an ill prepared team, it's this one. Mm-hmm. This was the prime example of bad coaching in every aspect. And here's here's some of the damning statistics, the damning information. So I, my, my dad and I will chat between games uh, during these things right. as well. Uh, great text. On one time. And um, oh, yeah, he would have some choice words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to hear. Uh, <laughs> so here, here's what it was. So it was right after, um, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't. I, we won't keep track of scores on this point, but uh, basically, um, they they had just 
kicked it off, uh, kicked it again, or punted it again, or whatever. Uh, didn't get anything out of the drive. My dad was saying that um, if we didn't get any score there, that we weren't going to win. He didn't see us getting anything unless we came out swinging in the first half, uh, the second half, and we just knew that wasn't going to happen. Right. And so the next, I'll, I'll kind of read the thread basically. Sure. Then he then he says immediately that this team is not ready for this game, and this is absolutely a coaching problem. Word. So I respond with uh, agreeing with that. Like, um, but here's my whole here's my whole thing. So when West Virginia runs the ball under Neil Brown, if they've got a hundred over a hundred yards on the ground, you might that's a you you might as well be chalking a W up on that thing because they're gonna win. They've lost maybe three games when we've rushed over 100 yards we've won two in 21 uh, games two games have been won when 100 yards fewer than 100 yards will put uh, uh, uh will put up on the ground two and 19 and at this point we had maybe run five times at this point in this game and my my i tell him this and then my questions were why are we not running the ball? Why didn't we start running in ball? And will they ever run the ball? Find out next week on this week's ep- uh, on the episode of Do you guys know how to run the ball? <laughs> Find out next week. Coming, coming, gonna... coming to ESPN this fall. Exactly. So then I say that, and and I, and I, and I, I at this point I mean it. I I, I mean every word. It. He. I I immediately go that. My conclusion is if it wasn't already official, I, I, I hate, cannot stand, despise this coaching staff. Not necessarily the personalities, just the way they run the team. I hate it. They do not know ever. I have never seen them. I cannot think of a time in this four-year tenure where they have actually attempted to attack a team's weakness. Ever, not even a poked at it. They're in. They're absolutely incapable of doing it. If a team is weak to the run, they throw out the pass. If the team is weak to the pass, they try to throw it down or pound it down their throats. If they suck at running, all of a sudden, or suck at defending against the run, all of a sudden, the team's defense looks like studs because then we can't run the ball. It doesn't make any sense. Now, my, my dad jokingly responds with, oh, it's because they'll never expect this. If they're weak against the run, they'll never expect us passing it every down. Um, and of course, they always, they always expect it. <laughs> they always know that that's what we're going to do, the opposite, because they always try to. And next thing I know, I go to make a sandwich and I missed another bad play. <laughs> that, <laughs> and I'm flipping tables, metaphorically. Um Please, it's for just... love of God, flip the table, and why would I, I want to see Liz's reaction to that? <laughs> I really want to see her reaction uh, to that. I just, it, and then, and then he he hits the the nail on the coffin with Baylor beat had just beat Kansas right before right uh, during the middle of this game, right before this game, and we just beat Baylor and Kansas beat us, and then he's just like, you know, just just kill the team already at this point. I mean, shit. <laughs> Uh, they're all, they're just laughing in our faces. The only <sighs> person I exempt from this is Graham Harrell. 
because I think he's doing the best he can under under a bad under bad leadership. On the coaching staff, that is. Mm-hmm. I exempt the players. Players can only do what they're told. Yep. So players and Graham Harrell are pretty much they they are exempt mm-hmm. from me bashing them. However, everyone else got to go. The thing that I think hit the most without really expecting it was that Pat McAfee came out and straight up said that the most disappointing team of this season is WVU. He's right. And he's absolutely right. Because everything seemed to be coming into place at uh, during the, like bet- before this season started. Well, you, you if there if there was a season of the four seasons so far, you know, coming into it where you really felt like something good was going to come out of it. The pieces seem to be falling into place. They picked up a five-star recruit in a punter. And they got a national it, champion quarterback. They got a national champion quarterback. They, they, who had had experience with the offensive coordinator. It just seemed like things were coming into place. An offensive coordinator, mind you, who was one of the most sought after in the country. Mm-hmm. And then, Everything immediately falls to shambles. Just everything. There's just, there were no other words. There there are no other words to say than Hat McAfee is right. Just disappointing. And I cannot think of a single time in my 17 years watching this football team. Holy crap. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Well, I have felt such disappointment. No, well, I have just felt there was nowhere this team. I felt, I feel worse now at three and four than I did my freshman year when that team went like four and eight and was hot garbage because at least they got something. At least right, they got could, some you statement. Tell there win. was something there. Yeah. They beat number 11, Oklahoma State, and they handled them the whole game. They at least fought, and they just haven't done that this year. Now, let's even talk, in their victories. Let's talk about this because there was a point that I saw. It was been, been, it's been several weeks ago, but I wanted to, but I kept forgetting to bring it up. There was a tweet. I, I think you're the one that showed me. I think. Where it was the point about y'all hate the Big Twelve because you love the like you you love the Big East because you got to run over everyone every year. I I think I did share something similar to that at one point. Yes, I don't remember the exact word, but the point being like West Virginia, we love we look back on the old Big East like, oh man, that was great because we were winning every game. The Big Twelve were not going to win every game, and it's like, okay, yes, that's true, but we still expect you to compete. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Big East, yeah, the Big East was, yeah, and, yeah. and that's not even a thing about the Big East. That people throw that in there all the time. It's like it's wrong. The entire conference was beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, that's what made it so good, and that's why people overlooked it all the time. And here's the thing: what like the people are loving the Big Twelve this year, right? What happens? Everyone's beating the shit out of everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes it so fun. We just have me stuck at rock bottom, except yep. for Iowa State. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, everyone, like, oh, you love to shit on the Big East, but, like, that's what's happening in the Big 12 this year. Yeah. 
Oklahoma lost their first two conference games. <clears throat> When's the last time OU lost two straight conference games? Ever. No idea. Probably like 54. Maybe it's a cap. That <laughs> might be a stretch, but then again, it might not mm-hmm. be. No, even worse. They lost their first three. Well, that's right. But even then, even two was unheard of. Right. <laughs> you lose two in a row, they start calling beer head in Norman. Uh-huh. Like, so, it's just, just the, the, point I'm, the point I'm getting at in relation to this here is, were we, were we spoiled when we first started watching this team where we always have higher expectations? Or is this really what West Virginia football is? A middling team that it might, have, might find a nut every now and then. There's, I, I, I think we spoiled ourselves, but even then, even prior to this horrible stretch of just mediocrity, the team was still one of the most winning, winningest programs in history. It's the so winningest how, program never to win a national championship. Exactly. That's, that's sad on its own, but they know how to win football games. Historically, they know how to win football games. They've made it to a national title. Two. They, they, it, yeah. And they damn near should have made it to a third and won that one. We don't talk about that. You know, we it. won't talk about that, but they damn near should have, and everyone else knew they would have. It's, it. Thank you, Michigan. Yeah. It, it's, so it, it's, it's, it's a matter of just horrible. Horrible situations with everything else, but uh, parts of me wonder what would have happened. I'm not going to say it would be better or worse. I don't know. I just wonder what would have happened had Bill Stewart not been basically forced out. What would have happened? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but I still, everyone else wonders, and I still wonder because. Of the of the four coaches we've had, in his first fifty games, I think is what the stat was. I saw in a tweet a while back. I, I don't think he ended up sharing it to. I think I meant to. Point was, he was the only one that had a winning record in his first like fifty fifty games, or near, well, not a winning record, a a dominant record, effectively in terms of like first no forty games. Sorry, let's just look uh, at Bill Stewart, one and zero in the bowl game. Then he went nine and four for three straight years. Mm-hmm. He was 28 and 12. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. What did Hogerson do? He won the Orange Bowl and the shit out of Clemson. Then he went 7 and 5 mm-hmm. for like the next eight years. Mm-hmm. And he won an Orange Bowl off of a Bill Stewart team. Yes. So effectively, like, that means, that, that means nothing to me. But uh, they won, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't. They didn't do anything. Be- they did not do anything near that caliber. The rest. Of the, the rest of his. They they gave us teasers. They 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 teased us all the time, and they faltered and it mattered. I'm telling you this much. When Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU get in the league next year, and they're all playing us, they're all going to beat us. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them. Get ready to lose to Hogerson, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to happen. 
There's no way in hell. There's no way West Virginia wins that game. None. And I guarantee you, Holgerson will love smiting, spiting West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Spiting, whatever, however, whatever word you want to use. I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, you know he'll love it. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to be powerless to sit back there and do nothing. Yep. And so here's the thing. People will say, oh, well, you know if you fire Neil Brown, you got to rebuild again. Like, okay. All right. I would How- rather show some progress than I would have a head coach who in four years has never been ranked, has lost Texas Tech now four times in a row. Texas fucking Tech. I, I would rather show progress. Here's the thing. I-, I-, I brought this up with my dad the other day. Bobby Bowden had this great quote about how you build a program. First you lose big, then you lose small. Then you win small, then you win big. Mm-hmm. Neil Brown this first year was losing small. There was progress there, right? Mm-hmm. They're now losing big. They've gone backwards. They have regressed in every way possible. Despite everything looking like it should be progress, they have regressed in literally every possible way. Every way. Like, people be like, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy and he's brought in some good recruits. And it's like, that doesn't mean shit if you're not doing those recruits a service by properly coaching and putting them in a situation to where they can actually shine. Like, you've basically tainted JT Daniels' career at this point. You probably tainted Graham Harrell's career, too. Yeah. It's like he was probably going to be a head coach someday. That might still be, but it'll certainly be a while from out, while now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like Troy or somewhere to get his career back. Mm-hmm. And there's another thing that I saw, and, and it it made the point that yes, he was successful and did insane things with Troy. The way he built that program before being being uh, hired here was nothing short of amazing. It, it really was. But despite all that, he's he's not having success here. And the the comment was, it just goes to show that coaching in a Power Five conference is not the same. It's just an entirely different beast to and navigate. Here's a, and here's the thing. He knows Power 5 football. My God, he was at Kentucky. He was at Texas Tech, for, for, for Christ's sake. It's not like he doesn't understand what FBS football is. Power 5 football at that. Uh-huh. He's been there, done that. That's what makes it so shocking. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I'm never for firing coaches. But I would truly would prefer they fire him and rebuild this program from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Tear the whole thing down and rebuild it from the ground up. I would prefer that right now. I can deal with a few seasons of this team is not going to. And here's the thing. The transfer portal, if you get it right, can, can dramatically speed up a rebuild. Yeah. It can be done. Ask Joey McGuire. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> Let's move on. Yeah. TCU comes to town this week, and uh, well, I'm going to make a declarative statement. There's no way on this earth that West Virginia beats TCU. Nope. Not a single way. I will, I, I, will, I will watch the game, and I will root for them to win. But I know there is no possible way West Virginia wins this game. I expect disappointment, and I am going to be disappointed come 3 p.m. on Saturday. Mm-hmm. There's, there's not, the fact that they're only a seven-and-a-half-point favorite, TCU is, that, of course, is <laughs> mind-blowing enough, mind enough as it is. The number seven team in the nation, undefeated, has knocked off Oklahoma State. Putting up like a bajillion points a game. Yeah. A 44.7 points per game is their average. They're gonna 520 yards defense. of offense. Um, they're going to run the eight around this defense. They beat Oklahoma State in overtime. They beat Kansas. They handed Kansas their first loss. They walloped the hell out of Oklahoma. There's... <laughs> no one's been able to stymie this offense, and I, <laughs> you, you're gonna have to give me a lot of things for me to even be remotely convinced that this defense, even at full health, is remotely capable. They're not. They're not. There's no way. There's no way. I don't care. Line, how, line I, up. Line up one cornerback against two receivers again, and see what that gets you. That's gets, not a fourth it, down conversion. That's an immediate it gets 30,000 points. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well go ahead and put 20 extra on the board yeah. because that's. He should <laughs> be because you know damn well that by the end of the first quarter, the the people that are still there, bless their souls, will be booing the loudest boos that you, that stadium has ever heard. I actually know you know them too. People were going to that game, and they're planning on tailgating. Now, now look, I am someone I've never tailgated, so I maybe am not the right person to say this, <laughs> but I'm not one who believes alcohol is requirement is required for a good time. And I'm not someone who generally loves people go to a game just to tailgate. I can understand though why you'd want to be wasted going into that game. <laughs> I can I can really understand that. <laughs> and I yeah. guarantee you, if I could be, I would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a group therapy session. That's that's effectively what like you'll show up to this game expecting to console the man or woman next to you. Yes. That's all it will be. <laughs> now, speaking of group therapy, that's what should have happened last night in Foxborough. But instead, what happened was Patriots fans showed the bad side of fandom. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, probably exacerbated what may or may not be a quarterback controversy. Mm -hmm. So... What the hell are we supposed to make of the Patriots losing the bits of the Bears? Before I but, but, but before you answer, I have to chastise you. You made the declarative statement that it would be a blowout, and you were not wrong, but it was not the way you thought it would be. 
Yeah. Yeah. Stop making declarative statements. They were eight and a half point. I think they were the sec. Was it the second largest spread of all the games? I think so. Eight and a half, right behind Tampa. uh, Tampa being yeah, ten or eleven, and both of them got obliterated. Uh, one. There was again. It is the same thing. No one had an answer. At first, at from from the beginning, I said. Mac Jones shouldn't have started this game. Not because I thought he was incapable, but because I wasn't convinced that he was fully healthy. And that nothing showed me that he wasn't fully healthy or that he wasn't capable of performing on the on his leg. I mean, the man had to rush four times in the span of 12 plays because his O-line wouldn't protect him. So he had to make a make a move. And now, impressive enough that he was able to do it, Everyone is under the agreement that he shouldn't have had to and were begging him to stop. And that was about the that was bad. And then just when he thought things were going going smoothly, they were trying to the offense was kind of getting back into it. The interception happens. Mac is pulled. And I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with the pulling. Uh and then Zappy goes in and Leads to two scoring drives and puts them in the lead, and we immediately both we we both are probably thinking, all right, this they this might be fine. I think we'll be fine. And then it's twenty four, it's it's twenty to fourteen at halftime, and you're like, okay, they sputtered, and then the wheels fell off. Oh no 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 no! Wheels did not fall off. This train went in the damn river. Uh huh. That's what happened. We had a broken rail. The train went in the damn river. I think the thing that that annoyed me the most defensively was that they did not once think to do anything to try to keep Justin Fields in check. I don't think there was a single spy used at all in that entire game. Well, Peyton said they had a spy, but I didn't see one. I didn't see one. Who the hell was he spying on? <laughs> yeah. Peyton was like, they're either going to play zone or they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna play me and they're going to spy. I'm like, they didn't play anything last night. Yeah. Like, what did you see? It, not that I know more about football than Peyton Manning, but... Of course not. It didn't, it didn't look like it. Yeah. <laughs> There might have been a spy out there, but he damn sure wasn't spying on Justin Fields because every single play that there was a... The man ran 25 yards on a third and 14, and they just let him do it. It was another... It was another moment where... Even right from the beginning, I mean, they were down 3 nothing, And before they were even down 10 nothing, I said... This this team doesn't feel right. Yeah, something, something doesn't. Off. Something feels off. Nothing. It it felt like I was watching them play in slow motion, and only the Patriots. Yeah, the Bears were playing. Everyone's playing. The Patriots were stuck in some like three like three quarter speed. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: what like when I saw the conditions. A foggy night in Foxborough. I'm thinking, we got this, man. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, it's wet, it's cold, it's bot. Like, we're, we're good. Yeah. I forgot Chicago can get wet and cold, too. <laughs> and, yeah, I've been there. I should know. I've been there in the fall. I should know. And, uh, well, yeah, I kind of, yeah. they, they didn't care, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Hell, they beat the they beat the forty ers when it was like like a like draining cats and dogs week one, and it was like it was awful. So maybe they been yeah. like, hey, we'll play in the rain on week one. Yeah, they can't they can't they can't win in good weather, but they'll play in an awful weather all day long and win. Yeah, exactly. the 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 big the biggest killers, obviously, outside of just being lethargic is the best word I have for it was four turnovers. Yeah. Can't do it. A, a fumble. Mac Jones threw it a horrible interception. Dumb, dumb throw. That's what it was. It was a dumb throw. I, I it, it, you said that Peyton suggested he might've been trying to throw it away and he might've been trying to throw away, but there's nothing stopping you from chucking that ball into the stands for the nearest fan to take home. There's nothing stopping you. Right. They leave to 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 steal a wonderful coach Bill Bill Stewart quote, I believe. Leave no doubt. Yes. Leave no doubt. Even if it's throwing that ball to the stand so the fan can take it home, leave no doubt that that's not going to be a turnover. Because if that was That was a lazy damn. Which encapsulated the night. You can't even yeah, really. full ass a freaking throwaway. The and it was just a slap in the face the whole game. I mean, I even immediately after I go and say, hey. This is what DeFonte Polka was picked up for. And that is what he was picked up for. Making one-on-one plays. Because damn, has he done that this year. Everything falls apart again. And suddenly his spectacular 41-yard catch means nothing. It... It just... I don't know. I don't... I. I don't know what's going on. Hell if I know. I, I don't know if the I don't know if the coaches know what's going on. But whatever it is, it's starting to feel like the running quarterbacks, if nothing else, is is the kryptonite of this team. If we're against a running quarterback, they're probably killing us. And, and especially when it's an implosion as in Cam Newton's here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we can't play. We, we can't. We can't have one on our team, and we damn sure can't play against them. And unfortunately, that's where the league's going. There yeah. are so many more of them. They don't even have to be spectacular runners. They just have to be just agile enough to make the move and get out of the way. And enough right. of them. Joey Burrow. Isn't a running quarterback, but dang it, if he can't make a man miss and trot down the field anyway. Gary Lewis of the Cardinals in, in like December when Kyler yeah. runs like 200 yards. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I wish I was joking. Yeah. It's it's just it's just, it's the way it's going and nothing the team can't defend it and they damn sure can't coach it either. Even with a guy who's established in doing it. Yeah. He st- he set team re- he set franchise records and they still couldn't get it done. Nope. I I don't know what I don't know what else I don't know what else there's obviously I don't know the answer to this, but I I don't know if they know. I I don't. I want to I want to give you a chance to explain a statement you made probably before we get into like the big Jones Zappy thing. You you told me last night that you think that Matt Patricia is inadvertently killing Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Defend your statement. I don't think a single time that Mac Jones has been on the field, plays have been called or situ- he's or he's been put in the situations that actually help him. I, I, I every single choice that has been made just seems to be made with. The purpose, and I'm not saying, uh, I shouldn't word this as if it's an intentional, but with the purpose of just screwing over Mac Jones. Because the, uh, we, we sh- you know he's coming off of an injury in this game. And I felt like they immediately started relying on getting him passing. Now, I don't, uh, it's fine to get him back in the rhythm. But I feel like run, needing to establish the run, which has been this team's strength, to set up those play actions. Because they said it themselves, Mac Jones loves the play action. And they haven't done it too much with Mac Jones. So there's step one. They haven't done it a whole lot this season with Matt Patricia, with Mac Jones on the center. And basically forcing him to make plays deep every time while he was in, which... And he's got what six, seven interceptions on the six interceptions, I think, on the season in his, in like his games. So I just nothing points to to me that they're calling the plays or putting him in the situations to take advantage of what he's good at. And that felt that's felt very obvious to me when Zappy took over. Well, everything just seems smooth right off the bat. And we, I've already had my thought about that in one way, where Zappy's in a fresh system where he's not trying to unlearn another system. Um, but it, that, that, doesn't ex- that doesn't blow away the, the obvious look that Zappy was more comfortable and the plays just came together with him there. And and the play types that we expected to be called were just they called put into place and everything was going. And the same thing happens when Zappy comes in for Jones after the interception. It just immediately flows. You could also there could be a bunch of arguments for that as well. But the first thing was the play like it seemed immediate that the play calling was just ever so slightly different enough to play to Zappy's strengths where none of the play calling seemed to be called 
to put Mac Jones in the situation to show off his strengths. It's always drop back, wait for a deep man to get open, and then you don't have enough time because the offensive line is going to fail you, and now you have to scramble it. Tell me in what, what situation that's fair to him. Considering the entire argument we had last year was, can he throw deep? Mm-hmm. But don't know the answer is yes. But, but he still doesn't have to. Yeah. It's like he, he can absolutely throw deep, and he's done it a few times this year, just a few times. But that doesn't mean he needs to do it every play. There was, I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what a dumbass fan says that wants to excuse away everything. There was, there are zero things wrong with a check down. If it gets you five yards every single play and you take 20 yards to get down the field and you run clock off and get a score, I do not give a damn if that's all you use as a check down. If it's effective. I'm not, if it works, you, who cares? But forcing a deep pass, force, trying to force the option for a deep pass every single time and making that effectively the first read Oh, or the really do you got to rely on to make your choices for the rest of the play? Then, no. I want it to happen when it's right, when it has been game planned to occur. You've set it up, and there we go. You've got an amazing running core right now. Utilize them. Set up the RPO, RPOs of the the the. The, the play actions that, that play to max strengths and bring them open. But it doesn't have to be a deep ball every time, and that's what they're trying to force with Mac, I feel. Not to mention, too, let's take a look at the offensive line. The offensive line has been porous in pass coverage, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to, to run block than this pass block. Run block, all you got to do is run forward and put the guy in front of you on his ass. Mm-hmm. Use the running game to get confidence in the offensive line, right? Because there's a thing. If I've got guys thinking, hey, I can go, then I can do my job, it's going to be a lot easier to get them to pay attention and do what they need to do pass blocking-wise. Just simple confidence, mm-hmm. right? I, if, I, if, I'm, if my confidence is shot and I don't think I can do anything, I'm probably not going to respond as well to coaching. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm going, what the hell is the point? I'm not going to do it anyway. But if I'm like, hey, my running backs are eaten, let's go. You know, and here's the thing. You just said it. If we run play action well, because it's a reasonable sell, right? Like if, if I'm running the ball well, they bring that extra guy down and, and I go play action, they believe I'm running. Mm-hmm. And if I can just get that little like half a step difference and I keep the quarterback healthy and I keep him upright, then we get that pass that breeds confidence, right? Even if you're not doing everything right technically, if that cell makes it, if that cell on the play action makes it that much more believable because you are running it well, all of a sudden you're going to have less sashing and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm good. Let's go. And it just feeds into everything, right? Exactly. The small victories add up. Exactly. With, with a team this young, with, 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 Guys this young, in Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, even young running backs, young defenders in Bryant and Duggar, and two rookies in Jones, in the Joneses. Those small victories matter. And if you're not 
putting them in the positions to get those small victories and you want the big one right off the bat, then that, that's even more devastating. And then you get situations where now immediately the fan base is calling for the backup rookie quarterback when you have a second-year quarterback right, that you just spent a first-round pick on and demoralizing him. And that's not fair. No, it's not. Like, here's the thing. Yeah, he threw an interception. Okay. Tom Brady threw picks, too. Mm-hmm. He, no, no quarterback is perfect. No player is perfect. No coach is perfect. None of us are perfect. That, that's, that's really what kind of bugged me. Is not necessarily that, like, like, back had bad games. I mean, mean I remind you of the Bills in the playoffs last year? Mm-hmm. That's was, that was a bad game. Uh-huh. But they rebounded, okay? Yeah, they lost to Miami, but, but, but they were fine. Okay, they beat the Steelers. Played a close game against the Ravens, kind of. Then Mac got hurt. And you go on a roll, right? Mm-hmm. And, and even then, it's only week seven. It seems only three and four. We're, 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 we're up, there's still over half a season to go. We're, they, we're, we're all right. It was effectively the same type of start last year. And look where it got you. But, ten, and, uh, ten and seven, playoff game. But if they don't change how they're handling Mac Jones, because I truly feel that's what's going on, along with the O-line being garbage. I mean, I genuinely thought the offensive line was going to be markedly improved just because Wynn wasn't going to be starting because of how horrible he's been all season. That I, 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 I saw him on the injury report, and I was like, I kind of felt relieved. Not because he was injured, but because he wasn't going to be on the field. Right. And obviously so that, that made nothing. Yeah. So that, 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 that's, that's the thing. Is I, I, I'm with you. I tr- like this, it feels like it's two different offenses. It's basically what, the simplest way to say it. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, I have my first string quarterback. It's like I throw it 45 times a game. And I have my backup and I got to run it 45 times a game. Like just run the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if it's working for you, why abandon it? Exactly. Like you've got an excellent running back core. Like I said, it's easier to run block than it's a pass block. Yeah, you've got receivers you want to get the ball, but like here's the thing. Unless you're a straight up diva like TO, if the team's winning and you're not getting your touches, you're still gonna be fine with that. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're here where either you're fine or you're not here. These receivers will make the the plays when they're called upon. We saw it. Saw it. We saw the the exact or the perfect examples of that in Jacoby Myers making that ridiculous second half to get to the t- to touchdown. Devontae Paul those one on ones. Tyquan Thornton making some. In these receivers can step up when they need to, but don't don't make that right now the only thing you rely on. Because do it for you. They can they can set it up for those guys to make those plays. It's what they've been doing. It's the it's the one thing that we've been sure of all season is that you set it up for them, they will damn well not 
You just got to give them the chance. You just got <sighs> All right. Before we go on to the Jets, I'm going to ask you, I can't believe I'm thinking, I can't believe I'm saying this again. Make a declarative statement and tell me to start on Sunday. Mac. Okay. Mac should, Mac should make the start. It's, he's got to get back into being comfortable. I, I know I'm confident now after seeing him in the two drives he was in that he's comfortable on his ankle. That's all that matters health-wise. That's all I needed to see to know that he's healthy enough to be out there. That's all I need. Now I need to get back into the, the mindset of let's go out there and do this thing. I can get, I can get the small things. That's all I need. Um, and, and you got to do it. And it'll also be nice to hear people shut up. Fans, yeah, like that, you, that too. Like your fans shut up. There's a reason, there's a reason a lot of Patriots fans are mass holes. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that word exists. Mm. Oh yeah. So many, many reasons, many, many reasons, most of which don't apply to football, but some of them do. Yeah. So here's the thing. I'm with you. You've got to get back in, in, in rhythm. But this is what I fear about, about going into this game. And we'll kind of use this as a segue into the Jets. I fear that because the Jets aren't putting up a ton of points, they're winning games, and they deserve every ounce of credit for doing that. Mm-hmm. But they're not like, really lighting up any scoreboard. They're putting up like 16 to 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. When the Patriots got home Monday night, but still not a whole lot. Yeah, I, I feel like they're not going to approach this as a we can we need to run the ball and limit possession kind of game. I feel like they're setting this up to where they're going to have Mac throw like 40, 45 times a game. And I don't want that to happen. No, that, I, that's something I feel like has to be eased into at this point. Um, and it, it, this isn't the place to do it. Um, and to to. You're right. They're putting up 22 points again. Uh, wasn't that far off. But so are the Patriots. <laughs> um, I never thought they'd be close with the Jets. Yeah. And and now here's the funniest part. In oh, basically every statistic, they're, in, they're statistically insignificant from each other. They are basically identical teams, except for the defense giving up 40 yards more per game. But points per Ooh. game, points allowed. Uh, Patriots. Okay. Um, Points allowed per game, points per game, total yards, total passing and rushing, uh, total pass yards allowed, or yet the Jets are five basically indistinguishable. Yep, and yet the Jets are five and four. two. Mm-hmm. <sighs> the biggest difference is a thirty-one yards rushing more allowed per game in the Patriots. Other than that, every other <laughs> measurement are within 10 yards of each other. <sighs> On paper, this is a dead-even game. Do you think it's a dead-even game? Hey, wait, wait a freaking minute here. <laughs> the <laughs> Patriots are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Huh? Hey, did you? Excuse me, did you guys watch that game? That uh, last what? game? Did, did any, any, any of the... 
Then people in been, Vegas watch that game. Like we're we're three hours ahead of you. It was only like five p.m. out there. What the hell? Yeah. And and now in New York, a uh, new ahem, New Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> you love having that point. <laughs> like you love that. Yeah. They so bad they don't even know where they're at. <laughs> Uh, but no, but, but but to be legitimate here, they they are playing for jet standards, and in general, they're playing solid foot. They really are. This is not this is not your Rex Ryan's traveling circus, uh, and I commend post, them for that. Post twenty eleven traveling circus, twenty ten twenty eleven actually were pretty good. <laughs> this is the this is they say the butt fumble jets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But let me and and th- that was apparent. That was apparent from the beginning when we both looked at their draft card and said, "They holy shit! They made some good picks." And damn if they didn't have some impact. Uh-huh. Now they it's they're hurting them because they just lost Brees Hall for the season, and I wonder how that's going to affect the game. They and, did and the, trade for money back though. They did also fill up, but. I I don't know I, Rob somebody Robinson I I don't remember the guy James Robinson I think is his name um I think he came from by by way of Jacksonville uh, yeah Jacksonville um so I don't know how I don't I'm sure he'll be used obviously but I don't I don't know anything about him get you know, uh, skill wise oh granted it was early in the week but part of me questions just how much they'll be able to use them on one week yeah so that's Take advantage of this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's the thing: to to beat the Jets, just don't beat yourselves. Yeah, because I mean the Jets, the Jets are great, but let's <clears> let's, 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 let's let's look at two wins. Broncos, awful. Mm-hmm. Cleveland threw the game away. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Good enough to beat Tampa Bay, but what the hell does that mean anymore? <laughs> like, like, and I'm not saying the Jets aren't a good team, but like, they've not really beaten a team that's supposed to be as good as you. Exactly. Just don't beat yourselves, and you'll probably win the game. Because mm-hmm. they're not doing anything spectacular offensively. This offense has the potential to. And the defense, even though the yards, okay, but... You know, I don't believe in defensive yardage anyway. Yeah. I'd rather measure points per game. Mm-hmm. And this defense, it, it, save Monday night, has been pretty good. Yeah. And, and they've got guys who are ball hawks back there. Like Zach Wilson, God love him, is not a, is not a great quarterback. But he's not bad either, but he's, an, he's good <clears throat> enough. He's bad enough to where he can start throwing picks if you, if you confuse him. Yeah. That that's at I mean that's the key. You got to confuse him. And my God, it's Bill Belichick. You should be able to confuse the kid. Mm. <clears throat> like, come on. He's. Let's not forget same organization that had we had a quarterback seeing ghosts. It's the, exactly it's the day before Halloween. For fuck's sake, make him see ghosts. <laughs> make him see ghosts. Seeing ghosts two point Yes. There's mom on the night. We don't want to do on the night again for a while. Mm-hmm. We're done with that. Actually, I think we have the bills on Monday night later on this year. 
<sighs> That's not going to go well. Don't remind me. No, I don't want to remind myself either, but I have to. Uh, I'm a host. You know I have to do that. Yeah. <sighs> At least it'll be Red Thursday night. Yeah. And he says that. That'd be the, that means I, that maybe the last good thing that happens that night. I, I, t- I tell you what, though, speaking of uniforms, that was the only, that was like the only good thing of 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 last night was I, I loved seeing those silver pants, man. Yes, but having lost in them, don't wear them again. Yes. No. It's having we're, lost we're all, that way, please don't. Please all don't. navy all the time except for the red. <laughs> uh, boy, did they look nice. <sighs> yes, they looked nice. One of the team decided they was going to play nice in them. <laughs> Oh, boy. <sighs> Lovely weekend it was, wasn't it? Boeing Sports, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Boeing Sports, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'd like to think I had a fine weekend. <laughs> I, I, I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You spend, like, you know, most of the day Saturday at home, but you still get two trains, and one of them is crossing a bridge you never thought it would cross again. <laughs> Yeah, worked out for me, but not for football. Nope. <sighs> Speaking of football, what do you say we go around the NFL here as we look back on the week that was in week seven, and we'll recap and we'll look ahead to some of the games in week eight. Alrighty. Let's start off with we finally had some offense on Thursday night. I didn't watch the game because I had a soccer game and I had the tra- Thursday was a long ass day for me, man. Had the train both east and west balance. Then I had to run to Beckley. I actually drove to Beckley, realized or got a text and I had to go back to Fayetteville to get my equipment and then drove back to Beckley. <laughs> Did the game, then came home. So, but we finally had some offense. Cardinals win over the Saints 40, 42-34. I I don't even want to say the Cardinals back on track because I don't even know if they were ever really off track. But like, are the Saints in trouble? Uh, well, when Andy Dalton throws three interceptions to start the game and basically two back-to-back pick sixes, and one of them, uh, one of those frames are now effectively a meme, and I have yet to come up with a good meme, uh, a good uh, thing to put in said meme because I've, I've thought of some ideas. Um, yeah, that's that's. That's all New Orleans fumbling that one away. By way of interception. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, they started off strong. They started off 14 to 6, and then it looked like they were, they were taking control. Uh, and then, then they didn't. Then they were, next thing you know, they're down 35 to 17. <laughs> yeah. Funny how this thing changes all of a sudden. Uh-huh. I mean, again, they fought back. They made. They only lost by eight. They, they had a seventeen point fourth quarter. They fought back, but they shouldn't have had to. Nope. It was. It was. They had three turnovers. Those three interceptions were the only turnovers, and those lost them the game. You don't have those turnovers, and I guarantee you, the Saints won that game. You saying one was a pick six, and you lost by eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is on the Sunday's games. The Bengals over the Falcons with the Bengals rolling now. Oh, they they are rolling. They they have gotten they have figured out what's working for them. Um, I mean, when Joe Burrow teases, he he plays around with the idea of throwing five hundred yards. Yeah, something's they <laughs> they are getting back. 
they they they've they've cleared that hangover. The Rams happened, but we'll get to them later. <laughs> Cowboys over the Lions, twenty-four to six. Dacky is back. Uh, the Cowboys back in terms of like how much better are they with Dak in there? Or it took it them, the Lions. It took them on? quite a minute to get out of there. I they they should have been worrying themselves um, because it took them a minute to establish control in that game. It was six to three at halftime, Detroit. And it took a little while to make it 10-6 and then, you know, Dallas not look back. Uh, so they got they got a little bit of, they got a little, little to figure out, but I think they started figuring it out towards the end of that game because then, uh, and of course, Detroit turning it over five times did not help them. And no. at least once at the goal line, maybe there might have been two, but there was a fumble at the goal line that um, that all but killed it. For Detroit, so uh, I think Dallas is fine. Well, the Lions fine, or is it? Or is, or is <laughs> no. Dan Campbell's seat getting a little bit hotter? I, it has to be. I, again, this is I. I don't have a problem with him. I think he is. He's got. I think about it in the same way we're both thinking about Neil Brown here in that he's saying the right things. He's got, he's got the respect of the, like he, of the game and things of that sort, that at least originally Neil Brown did. I was going to say, where, and, what are you on and now? he's got the respect of every, like I, I, he seems to have the respect of all the other, everyone else in the NFL of this, this guy is trying to put the right thing in place. Um, but this team just keeps shooting itself in the foot in every way possible. Just when you think that they found every way they, every possible way to have shot themselves in the foot, they go and invent a new way. And I don't know what I don't know what that I don't know how to fix that. I don't know how they fix that because it's not just a it's not just a Campbell problem. It's an organization problem because they've done this consistently before him. <laughs> right. It's not like he just comes in like this is the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. That's who they are. That's what they do. Exactly. Now, but, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was saying, but but my, my to end to to end my comparison with Neil Brown. I don't think he 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 is not going to go the way of Neil Brown in that respect. Uh, but the the that's where that comparison ends. Full stop. Um, but my goodness, it's just never ending with these with this team. <laughs> I think Mr. Army just used a, na- a naval reference in referring to the all-stop order on the <laughs> ship's telegram to the engine room. <laughs> Go Navy, beat Army. Uh, take that, I have to take that back. I have to take that crown back. <laughs> <laughs> now, Titans beat the Colts, but I don't care about the score. I, I want to talk about what the hell happened to Matt Ryan. Because... My guy got benched for Sam Ellinger, and if nothing else, and if Sam Ellinger either gets hurt or sucks, Nick Foles, Mr. Where the hell did he come from? Mm -hmm. We were literally just asking where he was. Yes. And then we found out he's the third-string quarterback, well, now second-string quarterback, unless they go – you know it would be just weird? If the Colts sign some guy off the street and then just like – here, here's your backup. It's not mm-hmm. Nick Foles. They just, they just, but let's 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 not play hypothetical here. At least not with Nick Foles. What 
the hell happened to Matt Ryan? Man, I your guess is as good as mine. He has just been awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> um nine, nine interceptions he's thrown in and uh, let's see how many I swear he's fumbled a couple times too probably um, but there's just a ton of machine uh, the team's not been great but he's not he's not been helping uh, again that's 3-3-1 three, three, and one. that's that's not bad at 7 weeks again but he's just not been playing great now he's injured and with like originally when I saw he was getting he was getting replaced I thought it was because of the injury but then Immediately afterwards, I saw it was not that simple. It was he's not the quarterback anymore. Like and it's you just, don't you don't just mean this season. You mean like he's done. I he's done this season for sure, and I'm fully convinced. After reading what I read and sent to you, and I, I'll read that off too, uh, that he's he's gone. He's either traded or cut. Um, why money if nothing else? If if they if they keep if if they keep him, I'm surprised. So here's what it is: you you already mentioned the first part. If Sam Ellinger goes down, or is just straight up replaced, Nick Foles is the man. If something happens there, we're still not seeing Matt Ryan play. Um, he's not gonna. See, he's not. It's dead set. He is not seeing the field. As a cult, this season, uh, the 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 and the reason why I don't think he's a, a staying a cult and why um, uh, the uh, the people reading writing the article that I that gave me this information don't think so is because next year he's guaranteed twelve million dollars. That's a given. Doesn't matter. He gets twelve million dollars. Um, if he's still on the roster and he's injured and unable to pass the physical uh, exam by the first day of the league year, March, he's owed $7.2 million on top of a $10 million bonus simply for being on the roster. That's $17.2 million. That $10 million he gets doesn't matter if he's healthy or not, that $10 million is, is there if he's on the roster. So, wh- what do you do to prevent yourself from spending $29 million on him next year? You're already spending 12 He's getting traded or he's getting cut. Yeah. No advance about about it. Like, th- this will be yet another declarative statement in the, in the episode of anti-declarative statement. His time in Indy is over. The Matt Ryan experiment is a failure. Should he have just stayed in Atlanta? There's one point he said that, or the other part of this question, would, the other side of this question would be, did the Falcons dodge a bullet by getting the hell out of there? It seems like they dodged a bullet, but at the same time, I'm not convinced they... they I, I don't think they'd be any better or worse at this point based on how Matt Ryan's performed. And how Mariota's currently performing. I don't I, I feel like it would it, they'd be a game difference at most, plus or minus, 
if he was still okay. that's like, fair because they're not performing very well with him either, Mariota, and <laughs> that just as a team that God it, knows it, Kyle Pitts isn't. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Pitts has been non-existent. When I saw that Matt, well, when I knew that Matt Ryan, when we all knew that Matt Ryan wasn't a Falcon, my my in the back of my head, I was like, all right, what does that mean for Kyle Pitts? Because I had Kyle Pitts on fantasy last year, I picked him up, and he performed well, and I knew when I was going to the draft. I wasn't. I wasn't going to pick him up. I was not a tight end. Tight ends are hard to find in that in fantasy to grab. And know Speak that you're going to. I've got Travis. I've got Travis Kelsey. Now, I have Andrews, so I've been fine generally. Oh yeah. Boeing last week, uh, he didn't do so well. I still, I still won, but not because of him. Um, so, but I knew that Kyle Pitts was not a gamble. He was not one I was going to gamble on this year, even though I like him. He, I did not expect him to get targets. And he really hasn't. Did he? <sighs> Speaking of fantasy, your boy is top the league based on points scored, and there's almost a hundred points. Point of points. eight oh three for me, point in decimal, and seven oh seven for the second guy. Got quite a big lead in points. Mm-hmm. Scored, points four. All right. <sighs> Packers beat uh, Packers lose to the Commanders. I already activated the panic button, but I'm going to ask you again. Panic button, and more importantly, Matt Lafleur, fire time. You get to, if I may use the word, get <laughs> him out of Green Bay. <laughs> um, yeah. See, if you're if you're Green Bay, you you should be. You're at DEFCON 3 right now. Oh, wow. You're, you should be worried. E- everything. Everything you should be worried about. <laughs> because you're playing like shit. <laughs> there are no other words about it. You're playing like shit. Everyone is. And to lose to an organization... That is as in shambles as the Washington Commanders are right now. That tells you everything. Oh yeah. Uh, and now, what has it? Ty, uh, Taylor Heineke went out and got himself a new pair of Jordans with his uh, his winning bonus, or was going to, because apparently he likes collecting Jordans. Uh, he has a sneaker collection. Um, I always got to get first in the year head. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, you sh- they they should. There's, they should be in all senses, meanings, uses of the word worried. They should be. If they lose this weekend, is the floor is the floor the floor fired on Monday? It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be. He's absolutely out the door, but there should be discussions. Trey Wingo. I saw a clip of Trey Wingo doing a podcast that said, I'm not, he's like, I'm not saying it should happen or that it will happen. The last time the Packers lost three in a row, McCarthy got fired after that third mm-hmm. third loss. Yeah. Packers have already lost two in a row. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. dang near lost to the, to, to the Patriots. And that, yes. that counts as at least a half in my book right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 
Now, which organization should be panicking the most? The Packers or Brady and them boys in Tampa? <laughs> oh, they are <laughs> equally laughable, in my opinion. I They are equally laughable. Um, and now, actually, so I, I'll say Tampa should be a little bit more worried because, uh, more specifically, Brady, but definitely Tampa. And I'll say why. We are all too familiar with Tom Brady lighting up his teammates when they mess up and lighting up himself when he messes up. And you know, as well as I do, that when that happens, that team's fired up and ready to go because they don't want to piss him off anymore. Tell me you get that feeling with Tampa Bay. I don't. Tell me that they're afraid of him, so to speak. They respect him. I will say respect because it's it's really a sign of respect at that point. You know, you don't piss off the greatest to ever do it. It's just a, it's just a, a fact. You don't do it. It it it, it and but here's they the don't thing. care. Here's the thing. I I don't even think Tom cares anymore. I don't think so either. Like, and I that's truly, why I think they don't care. I truly, he's just there. Mm-hmm. He is a body. Now and, let me. Let me say this. Let me mm-hmm. let me let me bring this up. I think I caught him. I think I caught Tommy in a lie. Ooh. Okay. So, with all the stuff that's going on in his personal life, which we're not going to get into here, as much as 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 in so much as it might be required later on, uh, he said there is no retirement in my future. But then he came out today and said, "I will not retire." Mid-season, I will not retire early, no matter how bad this team is. Mm-hmm. Is it me, or is were you saying I will not retire <laughs> early? I will not retire mid-season. Doesn't that imply he's going to retire at the end of the season? Uh huh. Yeah. Yet he just got done saying there's no retirement in my future. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Pick and one. based on how you're playing. And now this team is going, there is a right answer. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean, not even playing. I, I don't care what team you are. And I don't care who he is at this point. If you're playing with as little fire as you've ever played in your career, I have never seen a Tom Brady or a Tom Brady team play with such little care for the game of football as I have this Tampa Bay team and this this version of Tom Brady ever. If you're and in a, 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 on top of the fact that he's 45 fucking years old, if you're an NFL team and you're cons- and he, because this is his last year on contract, I imagine with, right with, with Tom, Tampa. So. Yeah. And you're considering picking him up, quit your job right now. Assuming he makes himself available. Assuming he makes himself available. Assuming he wants to continue playing this game. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I, I want to correct myself here based on what I just said. Mm-hmm. People say I retire. But you're not really retired until the phone stops ringing. Exactly. You and I both know. Mm-hmm. Even if he came out after the Bucks mm-hmm. season is over and said, I will never play another down of football in my life. Mm-hmm. There, half the league would call, would call him at some point between then and the season's beginning. You and I both know that. Absolutely. 
I mean, why do you think Julian Edelman's sitting here saying every now and then, hmm, I don't know, man, you never know. Like, he could just be saying it to toy with all of us, for sure, I'm sure, you know, but he's sitting there still hey. toying with the idea, so that, he, he still, you know. Men got left at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. but, no, exa- I mean, you, you're exactly right. You're not retired officially until that last phone call is the last phone call. Right. You don't know when it'll be. Could mm. be six months, could be six years. Mm-hmm. No one knows. I mean, it just... I, I, there's just so much you can dive into about Brady, and it's just like like you said, I, I don't think he... I truly don't believe he cares. And it goes back to a, to a phrase we've all heard before, and it's been thrown around in sports for God knows how long. If you think you're going to retire, you've already retired. Mm-hmm. Just wh- why bother? Exactly. Why even continue to go on? You like here's the <clears> thing. <throat> if you're not coming in there 100, percent yes, you're Tom Brady. Yes, you are the greatest football player in the history of this game. But he, he, even as crazy as it might seem to me to say this, we always talk about football being a team game, right? Mm-hmm. There are guys on the bottom of that roster scrapping and clawing and fighting for their NFL lives. Mm-hmm. And for you to not come in there and give it 100% at minimum is a disservice to your teammates. You stole and- the words right out of my mouth. And and team and, and here's the thing. Yes, Tom Brady has has his own ego, but what's something he's always said? I want to be a team guy. I'm mm-hmm. for the team. Exactly. N- no, you're not. Not this year. No. No, he was. He's always the first guy to claim responsibility, promise to be better, and deliver. That is the Tom Brady that has made him the greatest to ever do it. That's not happening this year. It's not. And you don't get the feeling that he, that you, again, to reiterate, you don't get the feeling that he cares. And when the, even did, when the Patriots, if Mr. Kraft had gotten married, he would have been like, I have a game on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't be calling off for Wednesdays in the middle of a season after just having a anti-retirement party and going on a trip to Cancun or wherever the hell he was. And that wouldn't camp. fly. No. Bill Pelichick would have you off the roster faster than you could even start the sentence. Yeah. For requesting that. And it didn't matter that if you were Tom Brady. It. Yeah. Yeah, it was exactly. It, it, exactly. This the only three words you can say are so much weird. That's mm-hmm. really it. And like this is the weirdest anti Tom Brady Tom Brady that it's just everything about it is is wrong. Everything. Everything. <sighs> but okay. Yeah. Done. So yeah. To 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 reiterate your point. He's not playing 100%. He is not putting his all into this game. And it's an insult 
and a disservice to the guys underneath you and the guys beside you. To your coaches, to your fan base, to everyone else, it is a slap in the face. Because this isn't an all this is an all or nothing. There is no in between with the effort you're supposed to put in this. With with you you're supposed to give it all for your teammates. Because if you're not, then what what the hell are you there for? Like even even if you are like, you know, he's Tom Brady. I would rather have known like, okay, he's not coming back. So I could have made a roster move, maybe made, made a trade, or I got a kid in the draft, <clears> so I know. But then he, you know, he came back so suddenly, and made you know like oh wait, was we retired like a month, maybe forty days, forty days. I think it was okay. So he was retired forty days. In that time, we advanced that much closer to the league, the league, uh, new the new league year free agency. It was like what the week of free agency starting, he he unretired. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. So now you're getting into the okay, the Bucks can't make a move because they don't, you know, they have no reason to. Well, I kind of wish they were. I'm a Bucks fan. Like this team is not good enough to win based on how it's playing. If you're a Bucks fan, what would you rather see? This team that you thought was going to be good middle around with, with 500 or I draft a kid. The kid has a has a learning year, and I have a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback going <clears throat> at it together. What would mm-hmm. you rather had? And yes, there is a right answer here. It's absolutely a rookie because you have them building the relationship together, and not the rookie coach. Uh, you know, starting from scratch in a, in a year or two. You have them building that relationship from day one. Knowing that this is this is the guy I picked. This this is the guy I'm going all in for. And and that's it. It, it anything anything else is just wrong. Yeah. Simple as that. Speaking of wrong, the Giants can't do much wrong as they move to what? Six and one? Yeah. For the first time in 14 years. How about that? Giants fans, feeling good about yourselves? Should they should be. be. They, they absolutely should be. Is this team legit in the NFC? I'd, I'd be wrong to say they aren't. All right. They are certainly making a case for themselves. Again, this is that. The Ravens won a close game at home. That's a surprise. Yes, I mean, it, it really is. Um, because they've been bungling away the whole time. And even then, it was still a close... Yeah, it was It was a super close one. 23-20. Seahawks beat the Chargers. Is this a bigger win for Seattle, or is it starting to look like the Chargers are going to be a major disappointment? I, I, I'm going to stick with this. It's just a good win for Seattle. Uh, no one no one expected them to be 4-3. and three. No. With Gino. It's just, that's just, no expected it. To be uh, trading with Wilson, you lost, you lost Rashad uh, 
a penny just what, last week, two weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and to have Walt step in up 170 and Geno Smith remain as efficient as he has. It, it, to me, it's a seven weeks in, you look at where the Broncos are and Russell Wilson is and where Geno Smith and the Seahawks are and you go, the Seahawks made the right move. Oh, yeah. That's this is where you start getting comfortable and saying they made the right move. Is this the long-term solution? I can't answer that question, but for this season, they made the right move. Oh yeah. No, no doubt there. No doubt there. Because this is still, let's see, they're at the top. They are at the top of the con, uh, not con, sorry, uh, division. They are at the top of the division. Yes. It is extremely close division. Um, we, basically expected that. Uh, but as of now, you'd be hosting a playoff game. Exactly. And you're on, you're on top of the Rams, you're on top of San Francisco, you're on top of Arizona, and two of them are paying their quarterbacks a hell of a lot of money. The other one was, no, like, renegotiated yeah. the contract. The other one was, and yeah, he's, he's scraping by at the tune of like $2 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take that. Exactly. Like, hey, I'll come, uh, sit in the, I'll come sitting there and do nothing and then happen to go and play. I'll, I'll be fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Fine by me. Yep. Now, speaking of paying your quarterbacks a hell of a lot of money, <laughs> uh, well, the guy that was scraping by and lost and they got us making a half a billion dollars. Chiefs roll in the San Francisco and they roll the Niners. Mm-hmm. Who's surprised? Not I'm, me. Not me. <laughs> not me. Um just again. It's absolutely insane. It is infuriating how good Patrick Mahomes is. Damon Vidane is hitting though. Absolutely. I he, he's it's just, it's fun to watch him. Except when he's playing your team, and it's agonizing hell. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hmm. Oh, we worried about the Niners now. That's lost. That's a loss last week to the Falcons on the road. And no one really expected. I think a lot of people saw this one coming, but their defense mm-hmm. did not play well, and their defense had mm-hmm. been playing well. Yeah. Worried about the Niners now? The, the defense has been keeping them in. And the fact that the defense is starting to crack, that that's that's absolutely starting to worry. Um, they're still, in terms of the division, they're still, well, they they've only given up seven points more than the Rams, who technically mm. points per per game have the best, but they also, you know, have one fewer game. Of data to add to that, so take that with, with that what you will. Um, so the defense again, generally the defense is still solid, but you know, giving up forty four points to the Chiefs, it ain't gonna help. But it's also the no. Chiefs, so frankly, it, even even they they should beat themselves up. But even I forgive them a little bit for that because it's just not going to happen. Hey, You're not containing some, this man. At some point, only 44 of the Chiefs looks like pretty damn at good. At some point, that looks like a victory in itself. Uh-huh. Um, 
and they shouldn't be calling it a moral victory, but I'll call it a moral, yeah, moral you victory. We're allowed to do that yeah. <laughs> because we're not getting paid the big bucks yeah. <laughs> to say otherwise. Right. <laughs> like, I can say it's a moral victory. You can't. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you managed to pick him off is a win in itself. Yeah. <laughs> Dolphins beat the Steelers with Tua back at quarterback. Tua also decided he was going to run and go head first into into one. Didn't didn't uh, didn't uh, come off well with a lot of people, including me, mm-hmm. watching the game. But I digress. Kenny Pickett did start for the Steelers with a clean concussion protocol. Are the Dolphins back on track, and are the Steelers? Okay with Kenny or time to go back to Mitch? It's um it's tough to say the Dolphins are back on track because you only won by you won by six at home against the Steelers and you put up a scoreless second half. Now granted they also held the Steelers to zero, but uh, let's be real, they should have. They should have held them to zero. Um the fact that you couldn't keep anything going is alluring. So not quite back on track, but the win helps. Fair. Fair. You gotta tell uh, Tua not to go head flush into people. That's that's yeah, step let's, one. That's that's step Please. one. Uh Tua, if you wanna have a if you wanna have a career at the end of this season, but, please stop. Forget a career. How about a life? Yeah, that too. Yeah. You, if you wanna you not be a vegetable for the rest of your albeit debatable question of life at that point. If you're going to be a vegetable, then by all means, go ahead, but please don't. Please don't. Yes. Please don't. I mean, seriously. That, I, I, you're a quarterback. Use the slide to your advantage. Yes. And in all seriousness, this, I mean, McDaniels, uh, McDaniel, yeah, uh, McDaniel, it's not, there's no McDaniel apostrophe, yes. And to uh that's a relationship that deserves to grow. I I, I I'm just gonna say it. It deserves to grow. Because I think something amazing is gonna come out of that. Because I think McDaniel has the right mindset and knows exactly what needs to be done with this team to to get it where he where it should be. I I genuinely believe that. I do too. I don't want to because I don't want mean, to. The yeah. Patriots are gonna are gonna pay for it, but I I am with you. I'd be mm-hmm. an idiot not to. <clears throat> Do you feel better about the way the Steelers are, given that they played this game close with the quarterback coming off of a concussion, or is it not really much change? Um. No, no, not really. Uh, if they would have toned it into, it toned a little something in the second half, and 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 maybe taken advantage of the fact they were holding Miami to nothing, then maybe. But I mean, just as Miami wasn't taking advantage of it, they they were kind of just content. It's felt fair enough. Fair enough. This one this week, Thursday. And I'm glad I don't have to watch the. But I won't have to watch this. Am I? I don't have to watch it anyway. But I certainly, I have a middle school game, so I probably won't miss a good uh, a little bit in the first quarter. This one probably won't watch it anyway. Anyway, Ravens at Bucks. This game looked good when they made the schedule. 
Mm-hmm. And now it doesn't. No, it. I mean, the way it- the way Tampa is playing, I, I'm not going to say this is going to be an easy win, but Baltimore, I'm going to. I Baltimore should win this game. Here's the thing: if it's a close game, the Ravens have had trouble winning that. If it's a close game. Take the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, if you think it's a close game and it's and you're right, get, play the lottery. Mm-hmm. Broncos and Jaguars from London. Oh my God, I hate it for the London folks. Always. I mean. Always, they always get stuck with the crap games, and I promise it's not this bad all the time, guys. I promise. I, I promise you, it's better. Um, I'm just I'm more so sorry that you have to deal with the Jaguars every year. They, yeah. they really screwed you over on that one. They really did. London Jaguars coming at you. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but I don't think I am. I'm not. Womp, womp. <laughs> really? Bears at the Cowboys. Does Chicago get two in a row? Ooh. If they play like they did against New England, it, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but let's just be real. I think I think the Cowboys are far more capable of putting together a coherent game plan at this point. To handle it. Can you just... We can think about what you said. Yes, I just said that Bill Belichick and company couldn't put it together a coherent game plan. And I, I'm vomiting in my head thinking about saying the fact that I said that. Yes. But I, I stand by it. Because nothing about that game plan was coherent. <laughs> Not only that, but the Dallas and Cowboys are more capable of that than they're in the uh, Patriots. Yeah. Um, Mike, hand me the cheeseburger McCarthy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll, I'll give it to Dallas. Um, I, I, I'm just New England killed themselves more than anything, and yeah. that's not to take away from what Chicago did. They no, they they went out and said, you know what, screw you guys. That's fine. Pissed off about it. That's but that's that's fine. Uh, but Dallas at this stage in the game is far more competent. And that's just how it is. <clears throat> Cardinals at the Vikings. Minnesota coming off a bye. The Cardinals tend to do a lot better on the road than they do at home. This game's in Minnesota. Do you like them? Or are the Vikings going to keep them with that 5-1 uh, and one start? Well, considering it's a 1 o'clock game, give me Coke Cousins. Yeah, he does <laughs> well there. There we are. Um, no, they're, they're playing solid football. And Arizona just really isn't. Yes, they put up forty-two points, but again, the Saints team that's all that's still trying to figure what figure out their own identity at this point. Um, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be decisive, but I, I, I'll take, I'll take Minnesota. I'm glad you mentioned the Saints because that's actually the next game: Raiders and Saints. This feels <clears> like <throat> desperation bowl, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, the fact that that the Raiders gave me a little something for or against Houston was enough uh, because I – what did I do? I think I picked up – both my quarterbacks are garbage. I'm pretty sure I picked up Derek Carr 
um, because well, no one else is there, and my quarterbacks were. Go- yeah, I picked up Derek Carr and replaced whoever the hell I had before that, uh, and started him over Rodgers. Granted, I lost two points on that, but still. Uh, so that that told me something. That that should tell you something that I picked Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers to start a game. Uh, so that was nice. That was that was. I feel like that was a in its own right a get it right game because Houston's also very bad, but the pieces in Las Vegas should be good. Oh yeah, nothing about Houston screams we 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 have the capability to be a good team nothing. right now. So this was an absolute must have game for Las Vegas. Um, and it, whether they can carry the momentum, I don't know, but they needed to get that win. So for their sake, I hope they ride the momentum. Yeah. Steelers at the Eagles. For the love of God, please tell me the good times in Philadelphia are going to end. Uh, I would love Philly's to. Phillies are in the World Series. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> The 76 is being good. I don't care about that. The, the Flyers are awful, and I love that. But I'm tired of the Phillies, and I'm tired of the damn Eagles. Yeah. Uh, I, I, would, I would love to, to give you some assurance there, but I'm, I am incapable of being able to do that. Damn it. Given the circumstances. At least you used several big words and made it feel like you were being a little bit comforting. At least. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to disagree with you, but I truly can't. Like, there's nothing about the Steelers that says they're going to win this game. But then mm-hmm. again, we said that about Tampa Bay, and what happened? Yep. And again, <laughs> the Eagles are better than the Bucks. So, ugh. yeah, the Eagles are a far more complete team than the than the Buccaneers. Well, uh, we're about we'd say that. Nope. Oh, oh, boy. 49ers at the Rams. Now, I mentioned the Raiders and Saints <clears> being desperation <throat> bowl. Both those teams have two wins. Both these mm-hmm. teams have three wins. This kind of feels like a gotta have a game for both teams, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know if it's desperation, but it's definitely gotta have it. Exactly. And I'll, I'll say the same thing I've said before when it comes to these games. There's, they're both as close as they can be, you know, record wise. Uh, but there's something about playing the San Francisco 49ers that makes Los Angeles forget what a football is. Except for the playoffs. Except for the playoffs. Except for last year. <laughs> yes. The, um, yeah, that's the championship but, game they remember what football was. But during the regular season, they just, they cannot beat them. And, you know, Managing to pick off Pat Mahomes and even putting up 23 points on the Kansas City Chiefs gives me enough to go, yeah, they I, they can still beat the Rams at this point in the season. The Rams are still a perfectly be fa- perfectly fallible team. They're, not, yeah. they're, they're beatable. They're, yeah. they're not the unbeatable juggernauts. Uh, and again, even if this was last season, the San Francisco beat them. Yeah. Except for when it mattered. Yeah. <laughs> and then that game was pretty close too, so it looked uh, yeah. like they couldn't. Exactly. 
So yeah, give me San Francisco. It's in it's in Los Angeles, but give me San Francisco. Does that really even matter though? No. No, I don't think so. No. Giant see, at the sea. Oh, go ahead. Oh, see, I'm what the split is on that game. It's uh, one and a half to San Francisco. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Giants at the Seahawks. Who would have thought this game would mean something? Yeah. Who'd have thunk? Uh, this should this should be a competitive game. Seahawks are three point favorites. But huh. again, you get three for home. That's yeah. basically a toss up. Yeah, and and that, that's surprising enough as it is, honestly. Yeah. Um. Then again, it is Seattle. Twelves are they can yeah. they can swing a game or two. Oh, for sure. Who wins that game? We um. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Seattle because I I want to see them. I want to see them win, um, but I think they're fully capable of winning too. A I, loss I won't do. hurt the Giants either. Um, oh yeah, exactly. So uh, I I I expect a good game though. And... Oh yeah, I hope that's the game we get instead <clears throat> of the other game at four twenty-five, which is the. Uh, oh wait, no. You know what game we're gonna get? Both of you and I are probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Colts Commanders. Yeah. Guess who's not watching football at four thirty on Sunday mm. afternoon? Yep. <laughs> guess who just freed up my spot? Yeah. Uh, if I had nothing to do now, I now I, I, I find, find, I'll find something. Yeah. It ain't gonna be that. <laughs> forget, forget that. That I I don't think I want to be bored to death. Uh, I don't want to vomit on my TV. It's it's either I'm gonna be bored to death or I'm gonna laugh and to death. Uh, it. Not, I'll not, find out. I'll find out when I watch the highlights which one it would have been. Yes. <laughs> and I'll begrudgingly watch those. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it sounds. I'm really glad I don't watch highlights because, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Now, <laughs> speaking of which, there will only be highlights for one of these teams: uh, Packers at the Bills. Uh, that's going to be a nationally televised murder. Yes. Uh, the FBI will have warrants after that game. Yes. They will be waiting at the, at the entrance of the locker room going, hey, guys, uh, tap, 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 tap. We'd like, to, we'd like to have a chat with you about what just happened on the field. Yeah. It's like, uh, you going to explain yourselves, boys? Well, see here, we're, we're good and they're bad. You know what? That checks out. Have a good day. Yep. Your case closed. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bills are an 11 and a half point favorite. And here's why that's important. Because Aaron Rodgers has never, <clears throat> not once, been a double-digit underdog in his NFL career. Until now. Yep. Now, 11 and a half is still big by NFL standards. But that seems a tick low to me. <laughs> uh, a tick. More like two. Yes. And I, I, as, as much as I hate to, to compliment everybody else in the division. Yeah, really. I mean, <laughs> you, I'd be stupid not to. <laughs> did, did, it, this, this team can effectively do no wrong. <laughs> so, no, it, yeah. Yeah, the, 
there, there will be warrants out for Moto. They will be cleared immediately, but there will be warrants. And we'll be, it makes me see if Matt LaFleur gets on the plane back to Green Bay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Monday Night Football, and as is only appropriate on Halloween, they give us two teams that wear orange. <laughs> Bengals Browns, the state of Ohio coming together. Instead of going for a classic Midwestern trick-or-treat, we'll all gather around and watch Joe Burrow commit nationally televised murder once again on the Heath of Browns. Yep. Now, I, I, I like Jacoby Brissett, and I like what he's doing, and I like Nick, what Nick Chubb's doing. Uh, but those are about the only positive things about that Cleveland Browns team right now. And, and they can't those, do it all. Of those guys play defense. Yep. So, yeah, hey, yeah, Joey Bo, you thinking of toying with another 500 yards? Might do it. Might be great for my fantasy team. Might be great. <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting, like I said, I'll, top of the league. I'm sitting pretty, but. I'll take some job. I'll take some passes to Joe Mixon. Uh, that's what got me my my a chunk of yards. As long week. as as long as Tyler Boyd eats too, I'm good too. <laughs> uh, hopefully this weekend goes better <clears throat> for us than and this past weekend football wise. <clears throat> Having said that, we know West Virginia will not hold up their end of the deal. Actually, in this case, them not doing that would actually be good because the pay set to lose. So yeah. if West Virginia doesn't want to end the deal, you and I are both celebrating. Mm-hmm. I again I I long for being being wrong. They, yes. These are moments that I absolutely want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's about like me. I was I was down underneath the Nurburgers Bridge waiting for the excursion <clears throat> train this week and they just CSX recently placed the other track on the other side of the river back into service. And I was standing there waiting for the excursion and I heard a train on the other side. And I'm like, I've never been happier to not to see a train in my life. Because <laughs> it means this, this, is, this is double track again. They placed the other one back into service. And I'm like, I've, I've never been happier to not see a train. Because I never saw it. I was on the other side of the river and there were trees in the way. Like I just, I couldn't see it. But I knew it was there. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I'm good. <laughs> Fine by me. <laughs> like I would, I would never be, I would not be happy to be wrong if West Virginia beats TCU, but I know they're not going to. Someone, uh, the same friend that's going to the game, was like, say more bad things about WVU so they'll lose, so they'll win. I'm like, I can say all the bad things I want. They're still not beating TCU. <laughs> Uh, and 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 I'll I'll and I'll stand by it. I don't even if they win, I will still rather Neil Brown be out of there. Yeah, that like at this point, no, no, no change, no positive change is going to make me change my mind, and it's not going to it's not going to save the fan base either. And okay, let me play this game. If they win out and go to a decent bowl game, win said bowl game. Like not just win the bowl game, yeah. blow out the blow, blow out the bowl game. Uh, Think on, about that. Think about what I just said. Yeah. If they win yeah. out, they'd be in Oklahoma, TCU, yeah. Oklahoma State, and Kansas State. You have done something oh, you've never done. You beat the number yeah. seven team in the country, <clears throat> probably a top ten team in Oklahoma State too. 
you'd have beaten a team you've never beaten in the Big 12 before, and then you would have won a ball game blowing out, or you beat a pretty good Arkansas State team. Mm-hmm. That would say, I would back up and say, okay, he can stay. If you do that, I would back it up. I, I, would, I would be like one foot over the fence, still <laughs> waiting. Uh, because I, I don't know how much I would believe it. <laughs> and because I mean, because the thing and the sad thing is they would still be hovering at 500 having done that and that doesn't put him any better than any of the rest of the season it'd be eight and four uh, oh that's right yeah yeah all that. yeah that's right because be yeah we're three and four that's right we're seven games in um so but career wise he'd still be hovering at 500 uh yeah. which is still like eh. i i i would I would still have one foot over the fence just just ready. Because I still wouldn't be surprised if he was gone. You um, can't. You, only, I'm, I'm, only douchebag programs fire some after winning like five in a row. <laughs> West Virginia's not a douchebag program. So. This is fail. If, this this if I can they, confirm. If they, if they win out, he stays, whether we like it or not. Mm-hmm. I, and this I point, mean, logically, a game he stays yeah. whether you like it or not. <laughs> logically, I don't disagree. I mean, it owns you one more year. You've got to really fight to keep whatever little bit of trust you might still have with anybody. Hell, you might have to fight to keep the lack of trust you have for all I know. <laughs> like, but uh, no, I mean, lo- logically. Is I can't disagree. I wouldn't necessarily be happy with it, but I wouldn't. I couldn't disagree with with it. <sighs> yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, I probably would be like, okay, climbs back on, guys, let's get back on. But you know, mm-hmm. I throw myself in that stuff all the time. So yeah, like what am, you know, what does that really matter? Like, <laughs> I, I, I buy in everything. So. Except some things like I didn't really buy into. Let's see who got fired recently. I didn't buy into them in college. Oh, trying to remember a recently fired college football coach. I'm like, I don't think you should have made that move. Uh, oh, I was gonna say Nebraska, but I think we both thought that that was gonna should have happened. No, it was not. There was not the firing. It was the initial hire. Oh, the hire. Okay. Oh, yeah. Then I'm not sure. Oh goodness! Now I gotta look it up. <laughs> Recently fired college football Carl Durrell in Colorado. Mm. He was hired in 2020, and he—I don't think he ever had coaching experience, but he was a Colorado alum. And I'm like, this guy's he went there. I mean, he's a good coach. <laughs> and they—that Colorado was the last team to win the game, and they won it after they fired him. Uh, and the ones in SCS school, it was a Pac-12 school. That they won a conference game. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Mm, remember, I screamed here, don't trust Dave Aranda and Baylor. Don't trust Dave Aranda and Baylor that first year. Yep. Everyone was loving it. And I'm like, first year, COVID year, like just like, cool your jets, man. Mm-hmm. I guess it's gonna take him a year to get this thing going. Now it it did, 
and here's the thing. We think Baylor's a decent team. They've lost to a ranked BYU team, a very highly re- at the time, a very highly ranked Oklahoma State team, and then WVU. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not quite as good as we think they are, but they're still <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. And then they beat Kansas. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Not, uh, uh, you know, I would, there's some, like I said, there's some hires where I go, uh, I don't know about that one. Then there's some like, okay, you're here on the money. And we all thought that if you would hit, like, because here's the thing. When Neil Brown was in that interview, in the interview process in that 2019 carousel, mm-hmm. he had the Kansas State job, but they liked Chris Kleiman so much that they pretty much already decided on him before they interviewed Neil Brown. And they said that if they hadn't already decided on Kleiman, they would have hired him. He impressed that much in the interview. Huh. So it's not like he's incapable. Right, mm-hmm. it's just you know some highlights where you go, okay, great, and who knows? You may have, you may have had Kansas State ranked tenth in the country right now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'd have liked to have Chris Kleiman though. He coached NDSU before he came to Kansas State. Those guys are pretty <laughs> winners up there. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And Morgantown, it's probably uh. It's a little warmer than Fargo, North Dakota, but not by much. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it gets bad. So you can attest to that. Yeah. The, that polar vortex. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I was walking to class. I, I walked to class that morning and it was negative four degrees. They still had class? Uh huh. And they didn't cancel it until after I finished teaching both of my classes. Four I mean, hours. you tell me that now. Yeah. And it was negative 25, negative 20, negative 25 on my walk back home. Now, granted, it's not a long walk. It's still not great. It's still negative 20 degrees. And I'm fortunate that at that point I already purchased a, not a face mask, but a, a, well, yeah, they were, they were warm, like face masks, like full on, uh, what you'd expect hunters wearing. Um, uh, (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and all that. So I had already prepared myself long ago before that, but ooh, I did I did not had a good time had I not had that. Anytime we're talking about negatives, we should just something like we're not we're not dealing with school. Yeah, yeah. It, it surprised me. I woke up and I saw the temperature, and I was like, I was looking for an email. Like, did I miss something? And only afterwards, I saw the email. Like, literally, as soon as I finished teaching. I opened my phone up and the other students and the students started opening their phones up because I, I, uh, you know, putting them out of the backpacks and all that. And they're like, ah, guess we're going home. And I'm like, I literally look at them and I'm like, really? After we sat through four hours of this? Like, come on, guys. Come on. Like, you guys are as angry about this as I am. I know you all. Yeah. It's not because I didn't want to teach, it's because we all would have rather been home today. Yeah, really. Uh, to be fair, I also kind of just didn't want to teach. I didn't care for teaching too much. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was uh, not great. And not because no. of the students and not because of the th- – it was just I just didn't I, – I generally, I don't think I'm that great of a teacher. Now, see, I would take a class from you. 
<laughs> I really would. And it's not because I know you. Like, I genuinely think you could relate the information. I certainly, well, I, I certainly try. It was, I guess, a matter of uh, figuring out if they cared, which might have just been my problem. They <laughs> Of course, I mean, it was also mostly freshmen, and it was also a lot of people who weren't biology majors to begin with, because it was it was one of those that you know anybody could take as, as it was, an elective. It was, like a, it was a Gen Ed class. Yeah, like yeah. it was an a course you had to have as a biology major, but people also could take it as a, as an elective and be done, um, as a, as opposed to taking like because this was what was a one fifteen level course, and you there was one hundred one and one hundred three that you could also take for all that, but reason for that one so either way that that was probably a lot of the problem too is i'm teaching biology to you know journalism students who don't give a shit uh, and that's not to not crap about journalism students i'm just saying they probably didn't say, care it's like uh, they probably didn't care <laughs> so they probably just didn't care to be there and that's fine i was in i've been in plenty of classes where you know, but i knew i had to take the course yeah we've all been there <laughs> You know what? Since you okay, since you <laughs> since you taught, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this. I just want you. I, I want I, I want you to, your first guess here. If you had to assign me a class to teach, what would it be? Hmm. Let's see. We just talking in general, outside of your major, or inside of your major, in, 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 in whatever, in whatever class you could mm. see me teaching. You can even make up a course. Yeah. <laughs> whatever class you could reasonably I see mean, me stand up there and talk about for however long you want the class to be. To attack the obvious, you quite <laughs> literally could make an entire course of the history of Appalachian trains. Yes, they could. You you could you could craft an entire course on that. I like it. And that would probably fit right in at a WVU history curriculum. Chase would take that. I should do that. It's like, I, should, I should do like a, like a presentation on my YouTube channel about the history of Flashing. Mm -hmm. I should do that. I, mean, that, that. I could easily see that being a 300 level course. Three, whoa! 300? 300 being most of the time, you know, you know, most of the time those ones end up being like the electives you take afterwards. Like that wouldn't be one that would be required of your major. Yeah. So that yeah. would be one that you come out and go, all right, now I'm starting to explore what I want to that's, branch yeah, into. That's, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So you, I, it would be more of a junior. It would be more of the juniors that want to be in that course. Yes. You'd, you'd be teaching to people who actually want to be in that course. Because they chose to be in there. Which means not... a grand total of five. <laughs> if we're lucky. Mm. We might could fill an engine crew. Maybe. Oh yeah, WVU, I'm sure you could you could fill a I'm sure you could fill a, a thirty a thirty person classroom. Yeah. Like I said, I know Chase would be there because he has he he's doing he wants to do an Appalachian studies minor. Mm -hmm. So I mean <laughs> it's like, hey, come on, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was thinking I was wondering whether you would go railroading or whether you would go like the history of American football. I I toyed on on that or 
Oh, I was going to go almost broader into to almost a broadcasting realm. Mm, yeah, that would have been good, too. See, here's the thing. You mentioned uh, the history of Appalachian railroading. It's funny because I literally gave a history lesson about railroading to my friend who also loves trains yesterday. <laughs> I was talking about those. Uh, okay, well, history lesson 101. And yes, I'm talking to a football show. You're going to sit and listen to it because, by God, I'm going to give it to you. So... <laughs> There was a company called Penn Central, and it was a merger of the New York Central and the Pennsylvania Railroad. Well, the New York Central and Pennsylvania, they hated each other. Up to the boardroom, hated each other. I mean, these are two rivals that they could not have been more different, and they absolutely loathed each other. The, here's how, I'll give you an example of how, bad, of how big this rivalry was. The two railroads served the Chicago to New York market in passenger service. The Central went up through Albany and over to Cleveland before going into Chicago. The Pennsylvania went down through Philadelphia, over through Pennsylvania, and then back up to Chicago that way. Pennsylvania Railroad used Union Station in Chicago. The Central used LaSalle Street Station in Chicago. LaSalle Street is further north than Union Station. So when the, they timed it out to where the two trains, the 20th Century Limited for the Central and the Broadway Limited for the Pennsylvania, were uh, going to Chicago around the same time. The central time, there's that twist. The train was on time. The Century would go speeding past the Broadway Limited as it was slowing down for its stop in, in Union Station to give the impression that the Central was better, faster, and all around just a better railroad. They were that petty. <laughs> So you can imagine these two companies merging together. Penn Central, it was estimated, lost about $150,000 a day in freight revenue because they didn't have enough cars to do the job. Jeez. Penn Central was the largest corporate bankruptcy in American history when it went under in less than two years. The merger was consummated on February 1st, 68, and by 1970, they were broke. In the t- they filmed, I, watched, I watched a documentary they made for the federal government in an attempt to get funding to save the railroad. And it said that from the time this, the merger became official in 68 to that time, they, their freight car fleet had decreased by 13%, or about 20,000 cars that were unfit to travel on the rails. They were broken down and needed repair. And they had no money to do that. Jeez. They couldn't afford to repair a track. They couldn't afford to repair locomotives. They made, I made a joke with the guy, or Jack guy made a joke with me on Sunday waiting for the train because the New River trains, Autumn Public Express, whatever you want to call it, had three Amtrak engines on this train. Two of them developed mechanical problems, and they had to get CSX to pull the train on, uh, on Sunday. It was that bad. So they were making a joke. It's becoming like Penn Central. Put five locomotives on this train and hope three of them survived the trip. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Penn Central estimated that they missed $70 million in freight revenue because of lost cars per year. Wow. Uh-huh. They said one, uh, one yard was averaging 60 railments per night 
That's bad. That's very bad. Just in case you don't, I'm not aware. That's very bad. So I gave that history lesson to my friend, and I was just telling him about. He's like, I didn't know all that happened. I'm like, yeah, it was bad. So yeah, I could teach that class if I had to. And here's the thing that actually applies because Penn Central was in West Virginia. Now she was in Gully Bridge. Yep. Not that far from me. So I could teach that class. We have to start with like the very beginning with the Baltimore and Ohio, and I hate talking about the Beano because it was such a joke of a railroad. But I have to start somewhere. Yeah. Then again, it's my class, I can do what I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck the BO. <laughs> okay, we're getting off topic. We've stopped talking about football a long time ago. Now we're going to end the show because if you don't, I actually will start taking the class. So we better stop. <laughs> so we'll be back next week to discuss West Virginia TCU, then West Virginia Iowa State, as well as Patriots, Jets, and then who did the Patriots have after that? I think it's the bye week, isn't it? I think. I can't remember. I think after the Jets, it's the bye. I think. Let's look. Uh, no, it's the Colts. Then it's the bye. It's at Jets, home for Colts, bye, home for Jets. Mm-hmm. You should go 3-0 in that span. It's possible. Question is, will they? Mm-hmm. We'll find out. We'll find out. All that and more next week on the next episode of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. This has been Season 3, Episode 12. So, for Darren, I'm Lucas. We thank you so much for listening. Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.